franchising is the most misunderstood and most overlooked form of entrepreneurship. We're here to educate you and help you find the entrepreneur within. Franchising is not all about the French fries. We find that individuals who are exploring business ownership tend to have a lot of misperceptions and misunderstandings about the franchise industry. So what we want to do is help prospective business owners make confident and educated decisions before moving forward or not moving forward with a business. Welcome to Unpredicted Entrepreneur. Hello and welcome to episode 56 of Unpredicted Entrepreneur. My name is Sarah Wasco and I am joined by my colleague Roxanne Rapsky. We are with FranNet of Dallas-Fort Worth in Oklahoma and we created this podcast to provide information and resources regarding business ownership and specifically franchising. And we are very excited to welcome our guest today. He is the owner of Speed Pro, which is um, a big sign and graphics company, Speed Pro of Frisco and Plano. Tom is Izzo. Tom, welcome to our show today. Hey, thanks for having me. Welcome. Yeah, we are really grateful for you taking time out. We know you're busy as a business owner. I know we were trying to schedule a, a pre-call and you had a lot of appointments. And so happy to um, hear that you're busy and yeah. staying busy and appreciate you taking time out to join us today. Um, one thing that I uh, really want to touch on is kind of how you got started in your entrepreneur journey. I mean, as you know, the title is Unpredicted Entrepreneur in some form or fashion. Most of our clients are at some level an unpredicted entrepreneur. You and I connected back last year um, when you were kind of going through a change at work, but you had actually moved to East Texas from Tampa and had looked at franchising uh, with one of my colleagues actually in Tampa a few years back. So, um, you know, timing is everything. And, and a lot of times our clients will decide, hey, you know, um, maybe it's not the right time. And that was a situation for you. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So, you know, back about four or five years ago, I looked into uh, getting a, a franchise and came across Jenny out there in, in Tampa mm -hmm. and went through the whole thing, right? We talked about the, the personality assessment that they do and all those different things and, you know, had the whole meeting with her, got the results. And, you know, they they take different uh, variables into consideration for that, right? So how much you want to invest, all these different things. Um, sat down, met with her, and just it didn't feel right at the time. It just felt like it was a little too rushed. I wasn't ready yet. Um, and then roughly about within a year or so later, um, I was contacted by a headhunter uh, for a nutraceutical startup out here in Texas. So they're like, hey, what do you got, you know, we're looking for somebody with your credentials, your pharmaceutical background. It fits everything that we're we're looking for. Came out here, did the interview. They called me before I left to get back on the plane and said, "Do you want? You know, we have a job offer coming for you." So everything kind of moved really quick. Um, worked for them for about two and a half years, and um, they wanted to shut down the facility that we were in in East Texas, and they wanted to move everything to Carrollton. So I said, "Okay." They wanted me to shut down the facility, do all this stuff. I had to get all this. You know, we worked with a couple of the people to get all the paperwork together, the documentation, everything, um, shut the facility down. And then they had me help out another site up in Utah for a little bit. Uh, and then came back and said, thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> we are, Here's your you're box. Done. Here's yeah. your box of stuff. <laughs> yeah, really. It's like, um, oh, hey, before you go to that meeting this morning, we need to talk to you type thing. 
And, um, you know, they do the whole thing like, oh, this is the worst thing we ever have to do. I'm like, yeah, no, it's, it's probably not. Um, but anyway, gave me the paper, you know, and it was, for me, it was, um, it was like a no BS moment for me. It was more so, you know what? I don't need to hear the story. I don't need to hear the excuses. When's my last day and how much do I get? Yeah. Right. Right. Just, that's really what I need to know. That's what you want to tell me. So let's just get out of the way. Um, yeah, then, it's like get to the point, right? Yeah, yeah. So that happened two and a half years after they moved you here. Right. It was um, last year, March, and I moved here of August of 2019. Okay, so 2022, March. And just so happened about that time, I had reached out and we connected on LinkedIn. And I specifically remember you telling me, um, you know, now's not really the right time or maybe I'll be interested later. And then very soon after, right, you got that news. Yep. So I remember the email that you know, we had met about a week or two prior. You said you had an engagement to go to yes. the conference, right? Yes, we were at our conference, oh, but yeah, we were right. going to meet yeah. when I got back. But I think in the interim, I had sent an email about um, a Speed Pro that was the owner was looking to sell. Mm -hmm. And so you had said, well, you know, interestingly, I had looked at a sign company back initially in Florida, right? Right. That was one of the, the five areas that would be good for what I was looking for, right? I didn't want to do weekends. I didn't want to work 24 hours a you day or anything like that. You wanted business to business, right? Right. I wanted mm -hmm. business to business, not so much business to consumer. So that was one of the ones. Um, I'm like, okay, you know, employee counts smaller. Yeah. It's usually a Monday through Friday. There is weekends, you know, events and stuff like that, but we get everything done during the week. And the installs will go out on the weekends and, and handle the installs for us. So I was like, okay. That's kind of like what I'm looking for. That's what, that's what I wanted to do. Um, and, you know, I remember we did start talking about that. And my thought was I wanted to go through that calendar year. You know, I wanted to, to get my bonus that was coming to me, right, towards the mm -hmm. end of the year, make sure I qualified for that, uh, and get a couple other things in line to, to be able to step away and, and not have a, a job, consistent uh, income. So they pulled that out from under me a lot sooner than I thought. But I remember when you sent that email, it was on a Tuesday, actually. Wow. My, um, yes, you, you have a good memory wow. because yes. my emails go out on Tuesday morning. So that's it, a very good memory. And I remember that. <laughs> I saw it come through and I was like, eh, you know what? I'll talk to her in a couple of weeks. Maybe we can talk about that. Uh, see what that's going to look like on a resale. Because I, I didn't think about a resale at the time. So a resale, just for our listeners, means that it's an operation that's up and running. Seller um, owns it and is looking now to to sell, to exit for whatever reason. In your particular scenario, he was retiring, had some health issues, right? Mm -hmm. So my email came on a Tuesday, and then what happened on Thursday? So Thursday, I get in, going to go to my meeting as normal, and I get a tap on the shoulder, and uh, I'll leave names out, but he said, hey... Uh, so and so, these two guys want to talk to you, and I said, "Well, shit, that's never good." Then <laughs> um, I looked right at him, you know, and uh, and he just kind of looked at me, and he's like, "It's down the hallway." I said, "Yeah, I know." So, you know, go into the office, and uh, and sure enough, it, it started out with, "Hey, this is really hard." You know, I said, "You know what?" Just like I said earlier, how much do yeah, I get? So with you my got last day? you got that news on Thursday after my email came on Tuesday. On Tuesday. So that was the timing. Thing so how long did it sure. take you to call Sarah on Thursday? Did you call her on Thursday it or was, how long? Did it was it take? as soon as it was as soon as I got in the car <laughs> to drive to the airport because you know our flight you wasn't until four o'clock. Oh, I that's remember right. Right, we, were, Utah. we were in Utah because yeah. that's where I was going every week after we shut the site to down. To help them out. To actually uh -huh. help them because yeah. they needed help. Yeah. So which we did, mm -hmm. and then this is what happened. Yeah. So anyway, um, 
you know, I, yeah, I remember getting in the car and I'm like, damn, I need to call Sarah. I'm like, I hope not, like, I hope nothing happened <laughs> with that. Yeah. So I was like, oh no. So, um, yeah, but I remember you were gone, but we, we talked about it the next week or mm-hmm. whenever it was you got back. Yeah, we had, I, I remember this so well because our conference was um, in the spring and uh, we get home on Wednesdays after our conference and you and I had a meeting Thursday morning. And so, I thought you were crazy for having a client meeting because we're exhausted after the, they they run us hard at those they conferences. They do. And we get so much information because we visit with all of our franchisors. Yeah. And so, in fact, our next podcast is going to be a summary. Our next episode, 57, is going to be a summary of the conference because we have another one We're coming up. Yeah. So anyway, she thought it was crazy. I was like, I know, but he's in a hurry. He needs to do something. <laughs> and so I was processing, I, you know, whenever I have a client in the works, mm-hmm. I'm talking to franchisors. So I was putting together my list of ideas and I presented you with three or four, mm-hmm. even though you were specifically interested, of course, in that franchise uh, or that resale. But we always want our clients to have a frame of reference and something to compare to, which was really good because it helped you solidify that the kind of the path that you initially thought was the right path, mm-hmm. right? Right. And, and you know, initially I wasn't looking at a resale. Like that wasn't one of the things It was I wanted to go – I didn't even consider a resale at the time when we first started talking. It was, I just want to get into my own business. I, you know, you you put all this effort in for somebody else, and then this is what happens. Right. Right. So, you know, and I've seen it happen. I unfortunately have had to lay off dozens and dozens of people throughout throughout my career, which is never a good feeling. And you know, I always wonder, like, wow, that's that's just got to be hard, right? It's got to be really hard to do that. Um, and then, yeah, you know, it it my my ticket was pulled. So. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was, it was, okay, do I want to try to do a startup? I don't have enough time to do a startup. I I really needed something that was at a point where it had consistent recurring revenue. It was up and going. It got past that three-year period of the building mark, right? right, That that most new businesses have to get past. And the timing was good. And it was, it was a smaller business, you know, small amount of employees, um, and everything is done there. Level for you. It was very comfortable. Yeah, I didn't have to get any loans or anything like that. You know, I used uh, my 401k through a program, you know, mm-hmm. to roll your 401k into a, a corporation. Mm-hmm. So there's a company that handles all that that yeah. you guys helped me and yeah. referred me to. So now all these different things kind of uh, just kind of fell into place. And then, you know, after talking to the owner, looking at the 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 numbers, right, the P&L, the balance sheets, having like, accountants look at and everything, it just seemed like it was probably a good, a good path, right? It was, and it's what I wanted to do. And it was, you know, we didn't have to leave Texas or anything like that. You know, right. my, you know, my son was still going to school. Right. He had to graduate high school. Um, you know, my wife had just gotten settled in with a job that she liked. So it was like, okay, um, this is really, it's a really good fit. So, you know, we just went from there and had to go through that whole process of uh, the vetting process. Yeah. So tell us about the vetting process, because even with a resale, the franchisor has to approve you. Um, they franchise, it's not like selling an independent business where if I own Bob's sign shop down the road, I can sell it to whoever I want. Mm-hmm. So you initially started conversations with Speed Pro. There was some vetting going on there, and then you were able to speak with the seller. But tell us a little bit about what um, you 
what your process was uh, as you were learning more about Speed Pro because, um, you know, we share with our clients a lot about franchises being awarded. So tell us about that. Yeah, so it's, it's a pretty long process. I mean, if if anybody thinks they're going to pick a franchise and in a month you're going to be you're going to be opening the door and have your own keys. It's it's a pretty big misconception. And and honestly, I don't know what I thought the timing would be. I didn't think it would take as long as it did, mm-hmm. but it does take time. And actually, it was shorter for me because I didn't have to get a small business loan or wait mm-hmm. for any of that. Right. So, uh, but yeah, they you know just you, you could have ten million dollars liquid, and and the business you're trying to buy is two hundred thousand. But if if the franchisor doesn't like you or they don't think you're a good fit for their business, they're not going to give it to you just because you have the money. So in my case, you know, I, I met with their consultant that they had that they assigned to me. And you know, we talked and he asked me different things, like, why do you want to do it? What happened about my background? Which my history? How do I think I can take my skill sets that I've, you know, in pharmaceutical contract manufacturing, nutraceutical contract manufacturing and and translate that into having a business? Because, you know, of course, if if your location's not, it's not producing, then the the company as a whole. Right. Right. Isn't going to going to benefit from you having it. So they're looking at it, you know, they're looking at you as a potential as an employee in a sense. Right. How is this? How are they going to work for us if they have this business? Um, But at the same time, I'm looking at them. How are they going to work for you? Yeah. How how, are they going to help you? What are they going to do for me? Like, what kind of support do I get? And there were some companies that I talked to um, in the leading up to this that, you know, they weren't very supportive. Uh, They didn't do a lot of, once you had the business, they didn't do a lot of support after the fact. You're on your own for a lot of things and talking to some different owners through the through the process there, you know, someone said, well, I, I wish I probably wouldn't have gone this route or I wish wow. I would have gone with a different company mm-hmm. because, you know, there's just, the, some companies are better at supporting their yes. owners than others. Uh, some companies require you invest a lot of money into marketing for the first so many months. And if you're not paying attention to all of that, um, when you're going through the, the franchise disclosure documentation, all that other stuff, and you're looking at all these numbers and you don't question things that look out of out of the ordinary for you, then you're going to be hit with, now you're contractually obligated. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it really helps to be able to talk to different owners when you're doing the vetting process. So you said a couple of big things that I think are important. One is talking to other franchisees and the value of learning from them a day in the life, and if that's something that you want to wake up and do every day. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is the difference in franchisors. And I think so many times people lump franchises yeah. all together and make assumptions that they're all the same. And if you had not looked at other brands and had that comparison, you wouldn't have known any different. Right. And you wouldn't have known what you would be missing either. Right. So in in my case, you know, there, there are a couple that I looked at where they want their royalties every week. And whether or not you made money that week, they want their royalties. Mm-hmm. So, and it's like, well, your your royalties are based off of how much you should, you how much you make typically, right? But in, in one particular company that I looked at, they get a minimum royalty of $750 a week, even if you didn't make any money that week. Okay. Right. That's important to know because yeah. if you had no business come in that week, you're right. still paying them. So it's yeah. like paying another salary for somebody who didn't do anything for you. Um, so that was one thing that really stood out to me. And then, and then of course it was percentage based. So if uh, it was either 750 a week or, or it was 
the six or seven percent, whatever the mm -hmm. they decide to charge, whichever's more, right? Yeah. yeah, and actually, it is. It's and, and that was one of them was whichever one, yeah. whichever number was greater. They so it wasn't for the benefit of me. They definitely benefited in that. So that was, so I said, okay, so if if that's how you're doing this now, if I have an issue or something really happens, how flexible are you going to be with me? And so that kind of just disregarded that company pretty quick. Um, and then you know, there were some other ones that were, they were okay, but again, they were 24 hour businesses. They were like water restoration companies and I didn't want to do anything like that. But I talked to them anyway, because just because it wasn't something I knew I wanted to do, there's probably information that I could get. That's a really right? good point. That, that you yes. could use. You're going to learn something from every single right. company. And if yes. you've never owned a business before, it behooves you to sit in on those calls mm -hmm. and talk to those different companies. Cause then you can compare and contrast. And like when you ended up with speed pro, you had all that other information to compare this to and realize right. yeah, this I is what you wanted down. to do. Yeah, yeah. I could sit down and say, okay, so even though I didn't want these, they brought up some good points, right? The, um, right. the advertising funds, that's where I learned that once some companies make you invest a certain amount of money in advertising, mm -hmm. It's it's a requirement for the first so many months, and if and also they, they they tell you how much you have to bring to the table to cover your first three months, but if you're not paying attention to all those numbers on there, and then what happens after that three months? So it's not just for that three month period. They want you to cover those high advertising expenses. Yeah. So that really helped me out, and that was one thing. You know, like Speedpro in general. You know, I would say I think I made a really good decision. You know, I really like my my contact that I have. He's our he's our regional contact. Uh, very helpful. Anytime I need anything, they're really quick to make sure it gets resolved or they get me some help or whatever it is that I need. You know, when I was setting up my books, you know, they offered to to sit with our accountant and have a, a conference call and say, okay, you know, make sure his books are set up right. This is how they all the chart of accounts have to be set up a certain way and make sure everything's going to the right ledgers. So they were really really helpful. You know, they're, they're very, very helpful. And, and I don't, I think I made a really good decision with, with the franchise or compared to, especially what I've seen out there, what I know is out there. Good. Um, so it, I think for me, I'm, I feel like I'm in a good spot. Well, that's awesome. We always talk about cultural fit and that's so much about, that's so much what you're relating right now and what you're saying, because all these other things can line up, right? You can make the money that you want. It can be B2B. There can be few employees, but culturally, it also needs to be the right fit. And, mm -hmm. and you know, maybe it's good that you did all that research back in Tampa and then you started over again here because you had a lot to, there was a lot of background there that you had to compare and contrast, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely a lot. And, you know, there's, there's a, a huge vetting process too, right? You know, they want to know from me, well, how are you going to benefit us? How do your skills translate over? I had to do a PowerPoint. I think right. that kind of, when you said that, so, I was like, wow, really? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's amazing. So mm -hmm. you had to do a PowerPoint presentation and present to them why you felt you would be a good Speed Pro owner? Yes, there were certain certain areas that we had to address. Right? So, so they, they said, okay, here's some things we need. We would like to know. You can add anything else, but these are the topics that we want to discuss. And I think there was maybe four or five people uh, on the call. Wow. With, so you did this virtually room. and other people saw your presentation? It yeah. wasn't one-on-one? -on -one? Right. So okay. it was a group. It was okay. a group. And we kind of went through there. You know, the CEO of Speedpro at the time was there. The president was there. Um, the CFO, I believe. And then their 
person in charge of marketing and advertising was there. And then their operations director was there. So it's kind of like a panel interview, sort of. It is. It yeah. is. And but but they made it very comfortable. You know, there was there, it was very lighthearted, and you know, it, it definitely wasn't you know where there's somebody sitting there like yeah. tell me why like right. you you know, but more so okay, so here's everybody on the call. Here's what we do. Tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, my wife, she's also co-owner, so she's she owns 50% of Speed Pro. Um, you know, we were both on the call and just kind of went through the the PowerPoint and talked about certain things. And I, you know, I worked in how certain parts of my career I thought would benefit project management, especially because that's what this business is mostly is project management. Yeah. So, you know, client comes in, they want all this stuff, and a lot of times they don't really know what they're looking for. Sometimes they do, sometimes they think they do, but then it's not really what they want when you start explaining to them, you know, the pros and cons to what they're looking for. So there's a lot of management involved with expectations, also a lot of management involved with timing, right? And working with other vendors to get what we need. So that's a big thing. That's a big part of this business, not just the, you know, the smile and the, hey, you know, hope you, you know, enjoy the service, but but more so was the process good. So I think that's the kind of stuff they were trying to get out of that PowerPoint was, you know, how would you handle that? Um, how do you handle that interaction from start to finish, the follow-ups and everything? And to me, that's what that PowerPoint was trying to expose um, from my side. Yeah. So I'm trying to convey to them what they thought. Well, you are, it's a relationship business. They want to know that you can interact with clients. You'll provide good customer service. You know, one thing to kind of, expand on the whole vetting process is the fact that they have a brand to protect. Mm -hmm. So if they bring in the wrong franchisee who has unhappy customers, a lot of people might make a decision not to buy from another owner just because maybe of bad reviews they saw somewhere else and not recognizing that they're independently owned and operated. So I do believe that is very important and maybe something that sometimes people that want to own a franchise don't think about or overlook. Well, to your point, like I can write the check, but they can't have their brand tarnished if it's not the right fit. Right. Right. And they're, and and they all should be careful of that. I mean, I don't, I don't begrudge any, any company for wanting to make sure that they're putting the right person in the right spot. It's no different than hiring an employee. That, that one employee can, can ruin Oh, company, absolutely. Right? They can ruin that department. Whatever, wherever it is that they're at, whoever they interact with, they can spread in a good way or a bad way. So I understand why they were doing it. It's just a, it's a long process, and you just have to be prepared to go through the steps, and you, you, you can't really shortcut them. Now, some are a little bit quicker moving. Um, there, there were a couple that I spoke to where they really wanted to move it along because they were just getting into franchising, and they wanted to get their market out there. Mm-hmm. So they were kind of fast tracking things. I didn't didn't really like that too much either because I felt like there were some gaps there from some of the different research that I've done. It seemed like there's some pieces that were missing and I just wasn't willing to take a chance that they were going to pick them up in time. So yeah. that and was so that's a risk with an emerging brand. You chose Speed Pro that's been around a long time. I think we've overlooked. I mean, I said it in the very beginning in the introduction. Tell us what Speed Pro does. What services do you offer? So we're a large format printing company. So we do all different types of like event services, um, large backdrops, the step and repeat banners, retractable banners we can print on. I mean, I've personally wrapped a semi-trailer, rewrap food trucks, um, fleet vehicles. We do big banner, small banners. We can print on foam acrylic. We can print on different wood substrates, PVC. 
you know, we can obviously we print on vinyl, we can do direct printing on certain surfaces, uh, like the PVC, the, the acrylic. We have a, um, a routing machine out there so we can cut shapes. We've got a plotter. We can do stickers. We can cut letters. We can do all different things. That sounds like things. kindergarten. It's yeah. uh, <laughs> on a big scale. So on a big scale. <laughs> you do all this with how many employees? So we have two. You have two employees. Tell us a little bit about the employee piece of your business. I know you have one that's been with you for quite a while. Yeah. So there were two when I started there. Mm-hmm. One was there since the beginning of that that franchise. So he was there about seven or so years. And then uh, Alex came in about, I think he's going on his fifth year. Mm -hmm. So Bo was at the point where he, you know, managing so many people over over a 25-year period of time, you kind of start to see little things. Like they drop little hints like, oh, man, gas prices are really high. Oh, man, it took me an hour to get to work. I'm like, okay. (laughs) He said this like six times already, (laughs) right, in like the last three days. So, (laughs) So I think, you know, like, he's kind of working himself. I think he's preparing me to tell me that, you know, he wants to been granted. He lives almost in Oklahoma. So he was driving wow. 70, 70 miles a day, one way to oh, work for wow. seven years. Um, I think about five, four or five, because he moved out there. Yeah. After probably about four or five years. Yeah. Ago. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. And you know, they start dropping hints like that. And I would tell my wife, I'm like, Melissa, I think, I think he's going to go. Like, mm-hmm. I think he's going to leave. Cause he keeps saying all this stuff. But you know he, and and we had a we had a talk. You know we he came in and and he's like I need to talk to you. I said yeah. When's your last day? And he just looked at me and I'm like I've been doing this too long, man. Like I, I know you've you've given me enough hints. Like, Lots I of signs, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So you know he he's like you know he goes I really like this place. I, I you know I, I like you and Melissa and I just want to make sure that you know I give you guys enough time to find somebody. So I said, okay, what are we talking here? You know, I'm thinking he's going to say two weeks because you should give two weeks, but right. in, in this business, people will just walk out. Right. Right. And I've, I've heard of, a, of it happening. Um, and employees I just walk in and leave. In general, the times that we're in, that has become more commonplace. I think it is. I, I, I think that courtesy has left mm-hmm. the building a long time ago. Um, and yeah, he, he said 30 days. Wow. And I was like, holy that's, cow, 30 so days. So awesome. yeah. there's still good employees out there. Yeah. And your other employee has been there two years, correct? Five. So he's Five been there years. going on his fifth year. Okay. So Alex has been there. Very, very good. Very good designer. Uh, very creative. Uh, really knows how to maneuver around a lot of different things going on at one time. He can operate all the equipment. And then, uh, you know, we brought in Hatcher to replace Bo. So Hatcher was brought in. He's a little bit younger. Um to Bo compared to Bo, but he and Alex are, are roughly about the same age. Um, so he's a very good designer, very good with customer service, very customer oriented. So I got very lucky because uh, I've heard some really bad stories where some owners have had to come in and, and really fire everybody. Wow. Uh, wow. Because they were just left from the, the previous owner mm-hmm. and there was no real ground rules or anything like that. Yes. And one of them actually did. We started at the same time and she had to let I think all four of them go and start all over again. So it happens because they, you as the new owner, have a certain way that you want things to be, and mm. sometimes that's not in alignment with the former owner, and so the employees right. can't necessarily adjust. Mm. So I'm glad you brought that up because truly, um, a lot of people assume I'm going to buy an existing business, I'm going to have all these employees, and things are just going to rock and roll. And sometimes they do. I mean, you had one that stayed, mm-hmm. but um, to your point, somebody else had to to let them all go. So. Yeah, if you think you're going to walk in and see, you know, unicorns and rainbows and butterflies, <laughs> and you're, you're going to be really upset. Uh, so, 
I got, <laughs> there's always going to be a surprise no matter how much yeah. preparation you do. Right. There's just no way to predict every and everything that could happen. I always say right. there's a little bit of hair on every single resale. Like there's, you just, yes. yeah, you got to work your way through that. Yeah. So with all this experience that you've had through um, looking for a business, uh, doing all the research on a business, buying a business, you know, having employees, letting them go. You're at this point now where you're kind of, I would say, in the zone. Um, what would you, if somebody came to you and said, Tom, I'm thinking about starting a franchise. I'm looking for a franchise or I want a business. What's the one piece of advice that you would have for them? So aside from just the vetting process, don't expect to get paid for a little while. I was going to say ever? For a little while. Okay. For a um, little while. Because it's, if you're, especially if you're doing a startup, I think there's a big misconception. You know, people will tell you, people find out you own a business and they're like, oh, you own a business and their eyes get big. And it's like, yeah, I know what you're thinking. Um, they think a lot of people think everyone that owns a business are just right away walking around millionaires yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. It doesn't work that way, especially with a small business. Um, you operate on a lot tighter program than, than the large corporations do. So, um, you know, if, if you're going to do a startup and like, again, right, that's where it's really important to look at the FDDs and, and if, or the, sorry, the franchise disclosure, yeah, the FDDs. Mm -hmm. um, or if you're buying a resale, you really have to understand, um, was that owner an LLC or was he a, a corporation? Because the way the numbers play out in the end are very different. So, you know, you also want to see what kind of salary they were drawing. But then again, you know, they might have been pulling a, de a decent salary, but if you're getting a loan and that loan is to cover the three times factor of the, of the net that they're mm -hmm. selling it for, mm -hmm. well, your loan's going to eat in to what that owner was taking as a salary. So you're going to lose that right off the, the top. So if you're not considering that, you know, that's going to be a little bit of a, of a, a little disappointment for you, right? Because you're thinking, oh, if this guy was taking a salary, let's just freeze the numbers or say 5,000 a month, but your loan is 3,500. <laughs> well, that means you yeah. only have 1,500 to play with, right? right and yeah. then, and then that's assuming that nothing breaks or goes wrong, or right. you don't have to hire somebody because your business starts to starts to expand. So you know you definitely want the people before you really take the check. So you kind of have to just don't expect that even after ninety days, because a lot of the the FDDs will say, well, after ninety days we expect you to be here. Um, one thing the FDDs don't tell you that I learned by looking at some of these newer companies. The numbers in those FDDs are from the, the corporate locations mm -hmm. where they Sometimes. were sinking in right. a lot of money. So when I look at that, I'm like, wow, you guys are making like this, like on average, like this much. And, and I got the, the hesitant yes. So I was like, okay, so like, what does that mean though? And they're like, well, these are the, these are the, the corporation franchises. So in other words, they, they put the money into those franchises to help again, build their name in the market. So the numbers look better because they were dumping tons of money in advertising and marketing and all this other stuff. So that could be a little misleading for you if, if you don't know where the numbers, yeah. how they're generated, right? Or, or how much is going into to yeah. what's behind them. So that's why I say don't don't think like right away because you know the other owner was getting one or because you talk to some owners that have been established for five years that in 60 or 90 days, you're going to be there. Right. Um, it's, yeah. it's a big I difference. mean, anybody that comes to us and says they need to replace their salary within the first six months or whatever, we usually advise go get a job. You yeah. know, it takes a while to build a business. Even when you buy a resale, you're still learning things um, and you have to still get your name out there and 
potentially, if there was any bad will, sometimes you're also trying to let people know that, hey, we're under new ownership and kind of turn things around. So, um, you know, thank you for sharing that. We never want anybody to assume they're going to open their doors and be bringing home a, a comparable paycheck to their salary in the first few months. And, you know, maybe not even the first year. Sometimes it does take a year takes, to break yeah. even. Now, mm -hmm. the goal is to build an asset and then you have something to sell. When you leave your job, you, you don't sell your job or pass your job down to your children mm -hmm. or whatever. Yep. So yeah. thank you. Thanks. Thanks yeah. for joining us today. And thanks for sharing your story. We're happy to have you. If someone wanted to get a hold of you, how would they reach you? So yes, very specific because we are a franchise. Right. So if you just look for Speed Pro, you're going to get the closest one. So if you wanted to deal with our location, it's www.speedprofrisco.com. And we're located in Plano. Phone number is 972-403-9955. Great. Well, thanks again for joining us. We're we appreciate to have it. you. Um, for those of you listening, thank you for joining us. I'm Roxanne Rapsky, R-A-P-S-K-E, and Sarah with no H, Wasco, W-A-S-K-O-W. Please look us up on LinkedIn. We're very active there. We share a lot of tips and a lot of information about franchising. You can also find our YouTube channel at Frannet of Dallas, Fort Worth, and Oklahoma. You can find us on Frannet.com. And lastly, you can find Unpredicted Entrepreneur on all of the streaming podcast locations. Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh -huh.